This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Now, I'd like to kick things off by saying um, I'm feeling pretty terrific uh, right now. And it's because it's uh, triple T times two. Today, That's the Ticket welcomes the other TTT, friends of the show, Tahitai Tasi. No, Kelsey Curtis is not back, but uh, the TT team have sent in a couple of casts from their latest venture, Urban Hymns. It's uh, with pleasure that I welcome uh, back Jermaine and uh, new guest, Destiny, to the show. Kia ora, team. Hello. Kia ora. How are we doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. tired, but... I love the honesty. <laughs> I mean, uh, full disclosure, uh, listeners, that uh, Jermaine and Destiny and the rest of the Urban Hymns cast, you guys are about a week out from opening, so pretty tired seems, uh, mm, yeah. seems apt, eh? But, um, but before we get into uh, the nitty-gritty of rehearsals and how that's been going, uh, I want to circle back to um, Urban Hymns, because, like, it's... Uh, see, I was about to say it's a fairly well-known work, but I, I don't want to make people feel excluded... I knew of it, so I'm incredible. No, <laughs> but I, I guess I want to ask you guys, uh, you know, when is Urban Hymns? Where is Urban Hymns? What is Urban Hymns? Like, what did Urban Hymns have for lunch today? Doesn't enjoy long walks on the beach. Just just, just tell me about the play. Uh, well, Urban Hymns is uh, it's on stage from the 31st of August to the 2nd of September. Nice. At the meteor yes um i don't know the exact location of that it's like oh it's number one victoria there it is i don't want to say it with confidence and be extremely wrong i mean the meteor is enough but like i'm really appreciating the level of detail wanting to give the address a lot of people forget where it is it's hard to miss though oh yeah no it's like right in the corner you know i still get people saying where is it yeah, yeah, no. I, I know the feels. As, mm. as an ex-major employee, people are like, where is that? And I'm like, it used to be Skate World. Yeah, and then oh. they know where it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the new thing is, like, they sell Duck Island. Oh, that's right, they do, yeah. I mean, it is good, so, mm. like, you it's know. Great. Go for Duck Island and then catch the play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, okay, so you're opening at the Meteor next week, and um, you've got 7.30 p.m. shows? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yep. And tickets are available now uh, via themeteor.co.nz. Uh, give that a hone if you are not driving. If you're driving, wait till you get home or your car is parked. Um, <laughs> and then I guess the play itself, like I like to ask for a little bit of a plot summary. Like you can keep it broad because we don't want to be spoilery. Mm. Like anyone up for the challenge? Um, well, yeah. It's hard to describe the show while also trying not to spoil it. Um, where the show is set, we are currently in, like, a dark place in time, kind of, like, in a limbo, Mm. and everyone is trying to fight for their way out of that place. Um, my character, Blue, is kind of the hope to getting everyone out of that place, 
until the end of the show. <laughs> okay, that's a little bit spoilery, <laughs> but I'm intrigued. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's... Uh, do we say based or do we say includes uh, some poetic works? It does, yeah. No, it does. It does include um, poetic works from Tufare, mm. um, Hone Tufare, and like it's. Um, I want to be very honest, it was my first time ever hearing of mm. the poem, and it like when I did find when I did hear it when Benny read over it and showed us it, it it's it's such good work and the poetry in it, it genuinely intrigues me. It's like it's. I was just a sucker for poetry. I just genuinely loved every single bit of it, and it tells such a deep and meaningful story. Mm. And, like, yeah. Okay. So if we were to go read the poetry before the show, does it count as spoilers? No. No? Yeah, it wouldn't really... No, yeah, it wouldn't really be spoilers. It would give you, like... A better uh, understanding of yeah. it, I reckon. But if anything, if you like were to read the poem and then watch the show, mm. it would be more like, a, oh, I know that one. Mm. Yeah, more okay. So, yeah. Because yeah. like, as I said at the top of the show, I am aware of this play. I've never read the play. I've never seen the play. But, like, you know, I know it's got big dog energy. <laughs> and so mm. I'm just, you know, trying to do it justice, I guess. And, like, you guys are obviously in it. Actually, Jermaine, who are you playing? We've gone over who Destiny's playing. Uh, I'm playing uh, Tobias, who is the friend of the main character. Mm. And he's like this like up energy, like ready to do anything, gung-ho teenager, <laughs> trying to like, you know, make his mark in the world. Mm. I the... remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and um, who else you got joining you in the cast? Um, we also have Kobe Young, who will be playing Isaiah, mm. and Felix Rowe, who is playing Lucius, mm. Marangai Wainui Savage as Joseph, Hannah Rose Cook as Layla, Connor Maxwell as Jerome, and also Bailey Lindsay as Das. Oh, yeah, a few familiar faces mm. in there. Mm. Don't know about the Connor Maxwell, though. Don't He's know. about to say the same thing. I was yeah. like, and Connor Maxwell. Yeah. Every yeah. time he comes up on that's the ticket, we gotta, we got to do a little riff, make sure we, we give him the full Connor Maxwell experience. Um, okay. And so, obviously, you're opening next week, but, like, how long have you guys been working on this one? We've been working on it for, like, a while. We've been working on it for, like, nearly two months now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, we started, like... Not before. Oh, I'm horrible with dates. What was what's the month before August? Um, July. July? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've been working, yeah, we're working on it uh, like since like the middle of July, I believe, mm. and then all the way through till now. Okay. And we're still going, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how's that been going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. My opinion, I, yeah. I. It's just like we have such a good team to work with, and since we're all actors, it's like really cool to see them come out of their shells and like giving offers and stuff so the rehearsals have been really good that's what we want to hear yeah. and um let's name drop the team like who, who have you got on your creative team who's directing oh who's raising that's benny marama oh friend of the show <laughs> yeah world-class international star benny marama uh zoni award winner zoni benny marama <laughs> okay and obviously, it's been uh, the show is being produced by Tahi Taitasi. Mm. Um, have either of you guys worked with Three T before? Because uh, obviously, you've been around for a bit, and now I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with them. 
I've, I've worked with them once before in Shakespeare, yeah. in a Shakespeare play, in The uh, Taming of the Shrew. Oh, yes. Um, which was great. Um, like, there was the... T- like, I... I want to say that I worked with them before that. No, I did. Okay, no, that counts as working. I was also with them uh, in the beginning Shakespeare show of um, last year that sadly got cancelled due to COVID. Oh, Julius Caesar? Yeah, it was Julius Caesar, um, which was great because that was when James Smith took the directing of it and it was... What he, his vision for it was amazing and the actors that were in it as well was like great fun to have around. It would have been great, but you know, COVID gets in the way. Oh, yo, don't it just? But hey, yeah. let's not let's not jinx the yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything happens, this audio clip is just going to be played <laughs> over and over again, and they're going to be like, "It's because of you, Hannah." Okay, so you know, you got quite a few of you um, working on this one, mm. and I mean, I feel like a lot of you have probably worked together before, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, have you found that existing kind of relationship helpful in this process? Yes, actually, um, because Kobe Young, he's playing the sibling of my character, Mm. and we actually live together. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, so you've got that sibling dynamic? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that probably makes, like, uh, rehearsing lines outside of rehearsal Mm. quite helpful, right? Yes, very helpful. Is there anyone else in the flat who's not involved in the show? Uh, Paige Landon, she's not in the show. <laughs> okay, because I'm just, I'm just wondering, I'm like, is your flatmate who's not involved in the show just like, I feel like I'm in the show even though I'm not in the show because yeah, you guys are constantly much. talking about it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's classic. Okay. And I do want to... Dr- I'm going to break for a song, but I'm going to break for a song that was brought to the show by you guys or by your lovely uh, marketing person, uh, M. Mm. And uh, it's a song called Long White Cloud by Shapeshifter. Mm, yeah. You guys familiar with the song? Uh, not entirely. It's been a while since I've heard Shapeshifter, I'll be honest. Okay. Because I'm like, I feel like it's on theme. Mm. No, but I'm not sure why. So we can have a group listen, <laughs> and then you guys can probably uh, fill in the gaps on that one. But I will say, I've been enjoying your guys, like, um, the promo for the show. Mm. There's been a lot of Jermaine. A bit much. Like, all out of the same thing? <laughs> no, it's just, you're in a lot of the, the promo, and the, mm. I think a video not long dropped. Mm. Was it? Oh, yeah. Was it you in the My video? Voice yeah, your voice. Yeah. I'm like, that's what it is. <laughs> no, but like, it's it's all very. There's a lot of darkness, which mm. uh, you know is on theme. Um, but yeah, if you're listening and you're like, why are you guys talking about visual things <laughs> on, on a podcast? Um, I highly recommend visiting the uh, Tahi Tahi Tasi Facebook page if you're not driving and uh, checking out some of the promo. Anyway, I'm gonna play this. Um, shapeshifter track uh, Long White Cloud and uh, hey might as well dedicate it to your lovely marketing uh, manager M kia ora, mate
That was Long White Cloud uh, by Shapeshifter and Joe Dookie. Bought the show by, uh, I was going to say friend of TTT, but I don't think I've actually managed to have Emily Hart-Williams on That's the Ticket yet, but your time will come, sis. Uh, she's working on marketing for Urban Hymns, which mm. is uh, Tahi Tahi oh, Tahi Tussie's uh, upcoming project, uh, opening at the Meteor next week. Tickets are available now. And um, I've been talking to uh, cast members Jermaine and Destiny, and uh, before that show, I gave us all the challenge of, like, trying to find a link of that song to the show. Well, no, it's, it'll become apparent as this episode continues because uh, I have a segment and I always try and link it into what I'm doing on the show and everything's basically a big English essay on That's the Ticket. Um. Like, every song has to, has to relate to the, um, the topic at hand. And I can hear you whispering, Jermaine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to call you out on air. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, everything links back. And I guess my takeaway from this song, uh, it's a New Zealand mm. track, Land of the Long White Cloud. Yeah. Show is set in New Zealand. But also just matches the vibe. Would we agree that it passes the show vibe check? It does. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. You, you passed him. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I've suddenly started uh, targeting M when I could be, like, picking on Connor or Benny. <laughs> you know, because I, I often, whenever they come up on the show, I'm always like, you know, got to make a joke because they're good friends of mine. But instead, um, M, who's very nice, I've decided to just, like, start dragging her. Um, but let's let's get back on Urban Hymns. So you guys have been re- rehearsing for a few months on this one. Mm. And I want to ask, talk to you guys about um, line learning, and I hope it's not triggering. <laughs> but, well, no, it's just because uh, last week's episode was my 150th episode, and I was talking kind of about behind-the-scenes things in theatre, and I'm like, hey, I've got two kind of young actors in the studio. I want to ask you guys about line learning, specifically your process like are you the sort of people who practice it like by yourself in your head or alone in a room or do you have to do it with someone else to retain like is there a preferred method um my my methods are like very like plain and simple like old as like i won't say old but basically like yeah all i do is just sit in a room with my script in hand Look at the like lines and then put the put the oh. book down and then try and remember it as best as I can. That really is old school. Yeah, because <laughs> like yeah, I don't have like the. I won't say it's a luxury, but I don't really have like the um, free time and schedule to like call up someone and be like, "Hey, can you yeah. help me run lines?" And also like I don't have anyone in like my personal life that I can just call up and be like, "Hey, can you help me run lines?" But it is I do like it. Uh, like it is easier when I do when we do put in the rehearsal space and mm. I do have, like, someone else to work with, like, in the space. But, like, yeah, my main method is just reading it and then putting it down. I mean, I, I only ask because, like, you know, it's literally been years since I've had to, like, learn mm. lines and I had the luxury of just... I literally learnt my lines with my sister because I only had, like, six or, like, mm. ten... And I'm like, just read it. Just and it like took like two hours, and then I had it, you know. Yeah. Mm. And so I, I don't know. I guess I, it just popped into my head, so I decided to ask. But uh, destiny, um, you the same boat? 
oh, my tutors are probably going to be like, that's so wrong, but my process is very weird. Um, I take No, this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I take the first letter of every word that I have to say, and I just do them all in caps. Like, there's probably, like, a whole bunch of scripts I have on my phone notes, and it's just the first letters of every word, which is kind of weird but it does help me learn the words wait so you write down the first letters of, of every, every word for, for every, every line, line. <laughs> yeah that's phenomenal it's very strange i only like learned that in high school one of my mates who was also doing theater she was like oh this is how i learned my lines and i was like okay i'll try it too and it has helped but studying at wintech that's probably the wrong way to do it well no i feel like with line learning there's no right or wrong mm. way you just need to get them because yeah. you know people do, do any of your classmates do the like record them saying mm. it and then listen back because yes. that one comes up a few times on yeah. this the ticket people doing that yeah some of my classmates do that <laughs> but um. i just can't handle listening to myself that's probably the way to get over like you're saying it wrong or something, but yeah. I just can't. <laughs> okay, so you're not going to listen to the podcast no. of this episode? <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, no, okay. I mean, my thing is with both the recording yourself and the writing down the capital letters thing mm. is the extra effort involved. Yeah. But I guess in the process of doing it, you're probably absorbing the lines mm. as you're doing. But that's yeah. wild. I was not expecting that. I'm, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> Um, I feel like I'm going to have to make this a reoccurring question when I have access on the show because I feel like the answers are going to get, uh, you know, more and more surprising as it goes on. But, like, in regards to your rehearsal process, you, uh, Destiny, mentioned before that song break that it's been really good and that it's been a really awesome kind of working environment. Mm. In regards to, you know, the show, have you guys just been doing, like, straight runs or have you had some kind of, like workshopping aspects to your rehearsal process? Um, well, recently we've just been running and detailing. Yeah. We haven't really done any workshop type things. We have, like, conversations before we start rehearsals about, like, oh, what do you think this scene means? And then we, like, go into the nitty-gritty of, like, what's actually happening into the mm. scene. Mm. But... Not really workshoppy stuff. I wouldn't call it workshopping because no. in the first few rehearsals we were kind of like separated. We didn't do full runs. We just like workshopped like the beginning of like certain scenes mm. with certain people in them. Mm. Like I don't know. I don't know if that is called workshopping. It's a rehearsal. I'm just throwing out terms when really you guys probably know more about the stuff because you're both WinTech kids. Well. When tickets, oh, sorry, I, tickets. I this comes up on that's the ticket. It's because <laughs> I refer to you guys collectively as WinTech kids mm. because you're younger and more talented than me. So I'm like, no, but um, you, are you have you, either, Jermaine? You've finished, haven't you? I, yeah, I graduated. You graduated. Yeah. Congratulations. A big old expensive paper <laughs> says I'm good at acting. Where's the bit of paper? Yeah. Is it somewhere safe? Yeah, it's in my wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> so I can see it. Not I on the perked, wall. I, no, I perked it up so that every time I open up the wardrobe to grab, like, clothes, it's oh. just staring at me. And I'm okay. like, cool. Mine's hanging um, on the wall at my parents' house. I mean, I don't have a theatre degree, but, like, I have a degree. Mm. And it's just next to my sister's theatre degree. <laughs> <laughs> and theatre studies master's degree. Oh, fair. Yeah. Well. <laughs> 
Um, Destiny, have you finished or are you still going? Um, I'm in my final year. Oh, it goes fast, eh? Yes, it, it does. does. <laughs> okay. So, all right, you're in your final year, so there's probably, you've been doing shows and kind of performances as part of the course, and mm. you've also got Urban Hymns. How's that been going in regards to that? Um, <laughs> you just going from project to project? Yeah, it is actually, like, recently it's been kind of tricky. I'm not going to say hard because it's tricky, but, like, this is the industry that we're in. Because mm. um, we are currently rehearsing for Monsters for Wintech yes. at the end of this term. And I am currently also choreographing Legally Blonde in Morrinsville. Oh, that's a vibe. I think I knew that because I think someone talked about it and said Destiny's, um, oh, it's you and someone else, isn't Sickle it? Sickle That's right, yeah. Who was, it might have been Jack or maybe it was someone oh, else. Yeah. Was it Jack? No, I'm sorry if it wasn't you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say Jack one more time. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's... That I want to say that's fun. It probably is fun, but mm. it also sounds like, yeah, you've got a lot on. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I agree with your point, like, this is the industry mm. that you guys work in. Yeah. Mm. And then, I guess, Jermaine, the other side of things, like, the work... No, but, I mean, like, the work-life balance, mm. you know. Yeah. Because no one ever talks about that, because, you know, we're all on that's the ticket talking about, like, recreational theatre. Mm. But... Nine out of ten times, everyone's either got, you know, stuff that they're doing during the day, like Wintech classes or studying at Waikato or somewhere else, or, you know, they've mm. got their nine-to-five grind or whatever. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's always important to acknowledge the kind of effort, time management and commitment in doing recreational theatre. Because, like, you're doing it for you, but you're also making sacrifices. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. hence you kicking off the show saying you're a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a fun time going from, like, work to rehearsals or, like, vice versa. I mean, do, does the kind of rehearsal and working on the show, does it feel like an escape in a sense? Yeah, like, it, yeah, at, like, at times. So, like, in, like, when I... Sometimes I'm just too tired from work, so then, mm. like... Sometimes when I go to rehearsals, I'm like more like it, it's it's a process. So like I'm tired from work, and then I remember that I have rehearsals, and then I go to rehearsals tired, thinking that it's going to be like like work. But then as soon as I step through those doors and rehearsals start, it's mm. no longer work. It is like what I want to do. It is yeah. it is an, it is it becomes an escape. Yeah. But like it's just that mindset of going from like annoying work tiring work to going to something else and then like remembering it's like it's, it's a whole mind thing yeah. but like it is good um in some cases i had the horrible misfortune at the beginning of this year during the shakespeare show that i picked up a um contract job that went from like six in the morning to five in the afternoon and then that was all the way out in cambridge so i had to drive all the way back into hamilton for rehearsals and that was like very hard to do. Yeah. Um, but like that was just a matter of like time management. I should have like looked at like my schedule for my work and the rehearsals and could have done it better. Luckily, I'm working at a casual job where like hours are like either pre-rostered ahead mm. of time or like called up, and I can say like no or like take a break so I can. I vibe that so that theater can still be like top dog. Oh yeah, exactly, yeah. But like. Like, it's interesting 
how often it comes up, like, people, you know, I get actors like you guys coming on the show and they're like, oh, and I'll be like, what are you doing next? And they're like, oh, I think I need to take a break. But no one ever does. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, no, no. And then they're back on That's the Ticket Mm. in two weeks being like, so I'm doing a thing, you know. It's just, it's it's a recurring theme. And I will say, uh, you know, you win tech uh, graduates and students. The work ethic is out of this world. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch a bit more on that because I think after the song break, I want to delve a bit more into you guys because I feel like um, a lot of people listening will kind of recognise you because, you know, you guys have been around for a bit. But um, <laughs> before we get into that, um, I do have to break for a very important segment. Um, don't know if you guys are familiar with this one, but uh, it's time for Rick's pick. So uh, basically the way this segment works is I have an Uncle Rick and he's a great listener of music, great listener of radio. And when he was, when he found out that I was starting Bats the Ticket 151 episodes ago, <laughs> he was like, okay, Hannah, I'm going to give you a list. And uh, every week we can play Rick's Pick. And uh, every week we have. And this is, this is where I was talking about how every episode of Bats the Ticket is kind of like an English essay where I describe every musical choice. Because... Not only do I have the list of songs, but I try and find a song from the list that matches, like, the theme or what I'm talking about. This one was hard. (laughs) Not going to lie. But um, I've gone for a uh, song by The Four Tops, and it's called Standing in the Shadows of Love. And the reason why I picked this song is because it has a reference to darkness. Mm. Mm. So very loose theme. Sometimes it's bang on. Sometimes it's like... You know, it just kind of fits. But it's also quite a good song. So, you know, I'll give it that. But um, Uncle Rick, as always, thank you um, for your picks and um, enjoy this track.
Absolute uh, bop from the four tops for this week's Rick's pick. That was uh, Standing in the Shadows of Love, which was uh, picked by me because I feel like it loosely relates (laughs) to the play Urban Hymns. Um, But I do want to point out, I don't know, you guys can probably uh, confirm if this is a quote from the show or not. Um, I noticed it in the blurb on the media website for Urban Hymns uh, when I was looking to buy tickets. Um... (laughs) Pointed. I just did like a look, and then I remembered it's like radio. <laughs> but yeah. like, Disney and Jermaine got what I was putting down. Um, but the quote is uh, because in the world of darkness, everybody wants and everybody will do whatever it takes to get it. And like, I don't, I, I don't know who wrote that, but whoever wrote that, it really resonated with me enough that I decided to write it down in my show notes and bring it up on that's the ticket. But I just think it's a very kind of poignant quote. And, you know, at the top of the show, Destiny, you were saying that this, the world that this play is set in is world of darkness. Mm. And I, you know, I think it, it sets a very good scene because I assume we're following different, you know, different people in their roles in this world and what they're trying to achieve. And yeah. mm. it's going to be a vibe, I hope. If you guys are any good. No, I kid. But um, (laughs) I do want to take a a moment for a little uh, corrections corner. Um, That first song we played on the show, um, Long White Cloud, I keep saying that it was brought to the show by um, Emily Hart-Williams, but uh, Emily Hart-Williams has called into That's the Ticket and confirmed that it was picked by Benny Marama. So, (laughs) kill to Benny. (laughs) Um, Hey, credit where credit's due. Yeah, uh, yeah. It matched the vibe. It was on point. So, you know, we've got to give it the credit. But um, I'm going to step away from Urban Hymns, as I alluded uh, before Rick's pick, and I want to talk to you guys kind of about your creative histories, as it were, because you've been around. I've seen you on stage. Um, <laughs> like when you guys came in, I said to Destiny, I'm like, what have you been in? <laughs> and then we kind of listed everything. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. Um, but I guess, where do we start? Who do we start with? You've probably been around here longer than me, Jermaine. Probably like a year, I guess. <laughs> no. Um. But, but I guess I, I'm just <laughs> wanting to look at your kind of like, if this is your Wikipedia page, <laughs> what's your like, you know, your little grid of performances? Yeah, I feel like if it was a Wikipedia page, the first thing would probably be like, he is well known for his role in Hands on a Hard Body. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, oh, that was an experience. Um, but, like, that's definitely probably the, like, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, if you've seen Hands on a Hard Body, you'll know me. But, like, that is, I've been told a lot more from people. That like hand like whenever they see me, they're like, "Oh, were you in Hands on a Hard Body?" I'm like, ironically, yeah. that's what I said to Destiny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I already I knew Jermaine, <laughs> but like, I mean, do you get it too, Destiny? Um, not really. not as much. Okay, no. 
I'll take it. Because you. Well, it's probably because Jermaine had to play an older character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the quote unquote main and character. And he won. Oh, yeah, yeah. and I won. And he won yeah. the track. So you won a track. Um, that's one. That's the one that I'm most. Uh, I'm probably most known for. I also happen to be in the uh, 2.0 version of Hood Street. Oh yes, yep. uh, the musical, uh, which was which was fun because I I've like my tutors were and they still are tutors at Winter uh, Kyle, Chuan and Nick Bray, and it was I I'd, I'd heard of their infamous like. <laughs> show <laughs> and being a part of like the better version of it oh like, okay <laughs> it was okay. it was interesting to be put in, into that like show and to like not only like because i did watch it before obviously yeah, like, yeah. it's a school project i'll research it but like being a part of it feels so much different it's like it was it was a weird experience doing something that you're that you've the, already seen yeah, yeah. That you've already seen and that is from that was made by someone who you in, know. Yeah, who yeah, you yeah. know. And it was, like, it was weird. But it was it was also a very fun experience. It was, like, a, a great cast of, like, my year of mm. um, classmates who all brought, like, these characters to, like, um, like interesting perspective, interesting, like, w- like, things to the table and made these characters way different than the first original show, which you, I think you can find on YouTube. I mean, we've got the link, but I don't know if it's private or if it's, like... Um, available online but like it was it it was interesting seeing our version and the old version mm. and seeing how like different it is in a good way yeah like it's interesting um that was another one that i hold in high regards um and oh, now we're was, just doing the greatest hits i love mm. that yeah. <laughs> yeah and there was also the um my first ever community um theater show outside of Wintick, which mm. was um beards 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 um put on by the meteor uh, it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And that was uh, when I last had you on That's the Ticket as yeah, well. Exactly, I had yeah. you and a uh, friend of the show, John O'Freebarn, on to talk about Beards, Beards, Beards. And a um, bit of a baptism by fire, that show, because you had a lot to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. It was great fun. It was interesting because it was my first community show. So obviously, off the bat, I was like very nervous and yeah. scared. Because, like, it was also, besides it being my first time on a radio show slash podcast, it was also my first time working with Benny Marama. Because mm. um, beforehand, I'd only ever seen him walking past the meteor. And, yeah. like, I'm going to be real honest, he looked like that grumpy old man who just didn't want, like, these children around. <laughs> he always looked at us like we like we'd, like done something wrong. I can't believe you have the audacity to talk about Cordell that way. Well, that's the ticket. You called him grumpy, you called him an old. <laughs> you know what, that was funny, because he did, he, he did look like that, and I was like, when I heard that I was working with him, and I saw him for the first time, I was like, oh, does he does he not like me? Like, did I do something better with Tick? And then, you know. And now, look at you now, you're working on another show with him. Exactly. And it's it's been the greatest collaborations with him and like it's it's amazing and from then on it went from you know the scary Polynesian man to like someone who I would regard as like close family okay we saved that (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding I'm only kidding but um okay so you've done a bit done done a little bit um Destiny um, what do you got? No. <laughs> it's not, now it's suddenly a competition. <laughs> um, funny enough that um, my most recognisable role is probably... So at WinTech, we have to devise a kid's show. 
and mm. we take it on tour to a bunch uh, of primary schools. I know where this is going, but please go on. <laughs> and my most recognisable role is probably Karutahi, the one-eyed Tanifa from Te Awa, the untold Paki Waitara of Kirikirirua. Um, My niece and nephew <laughs> went and saw that show because it, it came to the meteor mm, the yes. last school holidays. They went and saw that and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and now it's making sense why. Because yeah. one-eyed Tanifa, I'm already like... I could watch that. I need to see that. <laughs> yeah, we actually had a lot of adults come and watch our kids' show. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when there's a one-eyed one fire, you've got to go check it out. Mm. got to see if it's real. <laughs> but um, you're also involved in Hands on a Hard Body yeah. and um, A New Brain earlier this year. Yes, um, A New Brain that was also presented by Wintech. Mm. Um, I played the role of Mimi Schwinn, who was the main character's mother. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Okay. You and Jermaine both getting cast as oldies. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you already mentioned that you've got monsters coming up mm. and um, there's probably going to be some more musical theatre in the works for Wintech. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, so I'm just going to yeah. keep moving. Mm. Um, have you done anything outside of Wintech? Um, I have only done one community show and okay. that was uh, Grease that was oh. presented by Clarence Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, and um, I'm going to be a bit cheeky, but um, sometimes I like to ask people this, especially when I've got, um, you know, triple threats from Wintech. I like to be, if you had to pick between musical theatre or plays, what's it going to be? Um, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I really like plays more than musicals. Okay. Yeah, But that's mainly because I... I can't sing. Ooh. Confidently. I can't sing confidently. Yeah, I'm like, I've heard you sing. You can yeah. 100% sing. <laughs> um, okay, so Jermaine's, that's one vote for plays. Destiny? Mine's musicals because okay. I'm predominantly a dancer. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, you've got a pretty good voice as well. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. I mean, no, as someone, well, like, it's, I've heard you sing. I've seen you sing. Yeah, yeah. I've also seen you dance, actually, and, you know. You're pretty good at that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, triple threats. Um, but, like, I guess as someone who's predominantly musical theatre and dance, has been doing this play, Urban Hymns, been, like, a nice kind of new experience for you? Not necessarily new, because obviously you've done mm. plays with Wintech, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it actually, it is quite different because of, like, how much musical theatre I'm doing at the moment. Mm. Um, and being able to step out of that and go to a play which is a bit more serious and having that, like, difference is really cool. Mm. Mm. And then, yeah, as you already said, you're choreographing, well, co-choreographing mm. Legally Blonde. That's a whole nother beast as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> instead of learning choreo, you're making the choreo. Yeah, making, teaching, um, but... Honestly, Legally Blonde is going really well. We've mm. already blocked and taught everything for the whole show and we're still two months out. Okay, that's yeah. what we want. Yeah. Um, it's good, I yeah. can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. And um, Jermaine, upcoming projects, anything on the books? Um, no, not really. Um, I actually am thinking about, like, oddly enough, is really, I am thinking about taking a step back <laughs> oh, okay. and, like, reevaluating myself and what actually I do want to bring to the community or if I can bring it to the community. Okay. Mm. So, like, trying to find, like, yeah, a reevaluation of my life. But, um, uh, usually, though, if another, uh, if another Triple T show comes out, mm. 
um, and like it piques my interest, which they usually do. They always um, do. They always do. The, yeah. The, I, I'm yet to see a bad um, Tahi Tahi Tasi show. So true. That is so <laughs> true. It's really hard for them to like do that. But if there isn't, uh, there is another trip tea show, and if tickles my fancy, and I do able to get the role, then I'll go for it. But mainly, like I'm thinking about stepping back for a while and reevaluating like okay. myself and my interests and all that stuff. But yeah, I. Good for you. Half believe it, because every time I've heard that on That's the Ticket, you're going to be back. You'll be back. He'll be back on That's the Ticket in like a month, I I guarantee it. But um, I'm going to take a step away from you guys and uh, bring the focus back to me, because I'm about to uh, go through upcoming events, you know, because we've been talking about future projects. Mm. It feels like a nice segue. Um, But, you know, feel free to interject if there's anything I miss. But um, in no particular order, here's some of the uh, cool creative happenings coming up in Kirikiriroa, Hamilton. Uh, Urban Hymns opens at the Meteor on uh, the 30th of August and runs until the 2nd of September. Tickets are available now at $20 concession and $25 general admission. Uh, You can visit themeteor.co.nz to grab yours. And actually... On that, I should have asked you guys um, at the top of the show, but do you know if there's like an age rating for this, or like at what you know, what age kind of person do you guys see this going for? Like, you can have teens, eh? Like high school kids. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Um, maybe check on the website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just, like, making calls. Um, and then, actually, on the topic of the Meteor, uh, I'm pleased to see that Improv Combat returns. Uh, the first match is set for the 3rd of September and uh, may feature some familiar faces uh, from That's the Ticket. <coughs> Anyone you want to mention? Mm. Oh, there's, like, Connor Maxwell, he's yeah. making an appearance. Oh, Benny Manama's in there. There's some cool people on his team, like uh, Bailey. He's from mm, uh, yep. Urban in it. Caroline Wars in it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people. I think I think I'm in it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Are you? Oh, I think I am. I think I'm in the winning <laughs> team, if I remember correctly. Do you, do you love how we all just outed you not <laughs> not remembering that you're doing improv <laughs> combat? Um, but yeah. So that's kicking off from the 3rd of September. Um, more info on tickets are available now at themeteor.co.nz. Jermaine may or may not be there. Um, you'll just have to go to see. Um, and then uh, looking to September, uh, friends of the show, Ha Ha Hamilton, are back in Navarra Lounge on the 6th of September with the September Comedy Lounge. More info on tickets at eventfinder.co.nz. And uh, actually speaking of comedy... Uh, the Comedy Club, also friends of the show, are uh, uh, on at Spate's Ale House tomorrow night, the 23rd of August. More info and tickets are available right now at Event Finder. Um, we're nearing the end of the show, guys. Mm. T- time flies when you, like, you know, are throwing shade at Connor Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> and Jermaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, you're a week out. I want to wish you all the broken legs. <laughs> thank you. And um, thank you for uh, coming on and having a chat to me before you nip off to rehearsal. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you for yeah. having us. Yeah. But um, I'm going to play you out with a song that... Um, a couple songs, actually. One that uh, 
I believe was probably brought to the show also by Benny Marama, unless it was M. But it's a song called Neon Wilderness by The Verve. And then uh, one that's a Hannah Mooney pick, which is called Urban Getaway by Alamine OP, <laughs> because, like, seems on theme because it has the word urban. It's also by a Kiwi band, so, you know. But um, thanks, team. And uh, to my lovely listeners, I'll be back next week for episode 152. So until then, Matiwa.
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.